Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Thank you for joining us tonight for episode 159. So glad we could have all of you on here. Speaking of being on shows, really quick, have to give a big shout out to the Rich Dickman Show, which just had me on their show for episode 207. So links will be below. We talk a lot of WrestleMania. We go over some hypotheticals, talk about everyday life, and garlic bread and how to say crayons. So, it was a good time hanging out with all those guys, so definitely go make sure to check it out. But speaking of guests and shows that we are on, we have some returning guests to the podcast tonight. So, in the past, we both appeared on their show, and they appeared on air separately. But tonight, we decided to group them up together. So, we have Alex the Snest Drunk and Trav the Nest Friend. Together, they are the powerhouse podcast known as Drunk Friend. Boys, how you doing? Oh, yeah, we're the, me the mega powers of podcasting. Oh, yeah, you know, we're going to be talking WrestleMania. Got to bust out the Randy Savage. Very careful. Sorry, I just went straight <laughs> into Macho Man there. I couldn't help it. Wait a Damn, minute. That was so good. You should have kept. You should have done that the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you mentioned garlic bread and crayons. Would you go to Olive Garden the other day or something? <laughs> like, would you fucking go to Olive Garden? <laughs> Apparently, they've had a long running thing about, like, what's the proper way to say crayon. So that turned into a whole thing that had to be crayon. said that night. I like the way you said it there. It was a crayon, a little on there. Yeah, no still, you fully pronounce it, which is weird because you just completely disassoci disassociated yourself from anything Philly. So in Philly, you just say crown. Oh, uh -huh. crown. That, that's yeah. what a king wears. Yeah. yeah. Crown. In the Midwest, I, it's more like crayon, like C-R-A-N. Yeah, I've heard crayon, yeah. But no, hoity-toities, like Jim say, crayon. Crayon. Look, Brian, <laughs> I'm just better. So, and oddly <laughs> enough, why is that the only thing I enunciate properly? Everything else know. is just mush mouth mumbled garbage. <laughs> but what's the issue with garlic bread? I'm confused as well. Uh, it was basically the thing of he was making a dinner, and he had not planned for garlic bread, and the wife brought home garlic bread, and that turned into a thing. So, you know, normal marital bliss, as we all know. <laughs> mm, I love garlic bread. Yeah, it's I mean, I want to complain garlic bread. Yeah. But then again, if you're a man oh, yeah. with plans set in place and timing, and it takes an extra half hour, now the food's cold. I don't know. I can see an argument. Jim, you've never cooked a meal in your life, so shut the hell up. You got a point. <laughs> I haven't cooked a meal in about four and a half years since my kid got born. <laughs> but anyway, guys, thank you for coming on. I hope you guys are doing well. But before we jump into the episode, where can they find you? Where do you want them to subscribe and plug away everything, please? Get started, Alex. Come on. What's this long list of stuff? Uh, SNESDrunk.com. God damn <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. You can go to, to SNESDrunk.com. You can go to, you can go to PolyMediaNetwork.com. We've got a whole bevy of podcasts over there. You, 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 people listen to this like podcast, apparently. So, I mean, you know, you can always find more there. You can go there. i got a few. And then Nest Friend, that's on YouTube. It's, uh, it's kind of like, uh, like SNESDrunk, but, but a little bit more weird. A little bit weirder. Older games. And, and a voice like mine, not like Alex's, so it's just a little bit different. And then uh, Drunk Friend is one of those podcasts, and Alex and I do that together. It's great. It comes out sometimes every week, sometimes not. You can check that out over there, too. So plug it away. And, yeah, we just had, uh, uh, what is his name, Dak Prescott? Uh, no, no, that's not uh, the guy. Dak Croach <laughs> is his name. <laughs> yeah. uh, as a guest on our podcast, the episode po posts on Friday the 15th. And uh, he is the, uh, what's his official title? Is it the communications director of MAGFest? Yeah. So wow. we get to pick his brain about like what that's like. 
um, and all the goodness that comes from <laughs> basically being at MAGFest all day, every day, the, the entire event, and what he does the rest of the year. Yeah, great, great guest. Good, good guy to listen to. Good talker. Like, yeah, good talker. I mean, obviously, he's a marketing guy, so he's, you know, he sounds all smart, so it's fun to hear him he, speak. He thinks he's But better. it was good. I mean, he... He is. In <laughs> I want his job. I want his job. He sounds like he has a fun job. He's like, I just think about MAGFest all year, and then we have a MAGFest. I'm like, that sounds amazing. That's, yeah. That's a pretty solid job right there. And, yeah, it's uh, not bad. I can't, I can't wait to actually hear the episode because I'm very curious to see his take on how things have been for the past two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I, did you, do you guys MAGFest? Do you, do you fest some mags? We wanted to. We actually mm -hmm. were talking to Petey Puff and all about, like, you know, trying mm -hmm. to come down and meet up. But Brian came down with a nice case of COVID, and I had to scare myself. So we're like, I guess we're not making this trip. Yeah, well, it, it went off pretty well, all said. You'll hear him talk about that in the episode about how uh, they managed to keep the, the pandemic uh, in check while they, while they did the event. So pretty interesting. Nice, nice. Now, guys, I got to ask. We can't see you, but are you drinking with us tonight? Yeah, I got uh, um, some gin and tonic. Mm. Ooh. What kind of gin? Uh, this is aviation gin. Uh, the Ryan Reynolds stuff. I actually had that. I liked yeah. it a lot. Yeah, it was on sale. <laughs> but uh, it was cheap. So. Perfect but, uh Yeah, no, it's yeah, just gin and tonic. What about, nice. uh, what about you, Trav? Boys, tonight I'm bringing it. I am double fisting water and water. I have brought two waters. I'm ready to roll. We will have to pee at some point. <laughs> got, got a hydro homie over here. Hydro homie. Keeping Damn. it real. All no, right. I've got some, I got, you know, if I'm going to be real with you boys, i got some sinus stuff going on. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to just stay liquid. Just keeping the water in there. Can I suggest a hot toddy for you? That can clear you right up. Sure. Let's <laughs> do it. Or some smelling salts. Some smelling no, I mean, salts, that, that a hot toddy, <laughs> and then just tons of medication, and then just out. Just go to bed. Yeah. yeah. Alcohol and medication, they mix really well. Come on. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how you live in your 40s, man. You, you freaking <laughs> a couple Benadryl and, a, and you know, a, some, a, a shot of, uh, you know, some, some brandy, and you are yeah. like, woo! Yeah, you know, that's a party right there. Dude, that's in my blood. <laughs> I was conceived on that stuff. I mean, that's just part of me. <laughs> what you got tonight, Chambers? Right, I am killing off a lot of leftovers in the old beer. Punch. Oh Christ! So I got one more of my Ivan's chocolate cherry porters from Conchi, and then I got a bunch of just like Coors Lights and random shit like that. So, I mean, one of I'll, these days, Jim, I'm expecting you to have new beers. One of just these days, of I will. But today is not that day. I actually still have some uh, Madoffs I have sitting over there waiting for next year. So I'll keep that festive. I'll, I'll get something. I'll get around to it. <laughs> Nice. But I, it is not this day. No, it is I, You know what? I'm going to bet, Alex, we're not going to see him with new beers for at least another two months. Okay. He's still going to okay. dick around with some Coors Light. And well, well, just you're laying down the hammer. The gauntlet has been has been set. It, we'll, we'll check back on May 14th. Or wait, on June 14th. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see uh, if he's still drinking the same shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I am drinking something that I didn't get the review yet, but I will soon on my site. I got it during St. Patty's Day when I bought a whole bunch of shit, and this one I just didn't get around to. It's Empire Brewing Company's Black Magic Irish Coffee Stout. It's a whiskey barrel blended, 
and comes in at 7%. So that's kind of weird for anything that's like barrel aged, especially in whiskey. Usually they're a little bit stronger. I will say it's going down super smooth. And if you're not a huge fan of stouts, um, this might be actually a fairly good option for you because it is lighter on the heavier stout side. So I'd say give it a try. I never had anything from Empire before. So they're not bad. Interesting. Now, Jambers, I do want to ask you one thing. All right. Um, just like I predicted with you not having beer, any new beer for two months, I predicted that you wouldn't get past 10 hours in Elden Ring. Have you got that mark yet? I'm up to seven and a half right now. <laughs> I am very slowly and surely making my way through this. Here, here's how I play Elden Ring. I get some time where I can have a little time to myself to sit down in my basement and play it. And when I do, I get, I find, I stumble across a new spot and it kicks my ass. And then I sit there and grind on it for about an hour or two. And then I make about like, you know, 0.3% more of the game done. So it's going to be a long work in progress, but I'm still enjoying it. I'm still having fun. Nice. You playing anything else in this past week? Yeah. So for the old level 50 club, I actually finally got around to, I went, I'm starting to go back to some games that like I just couldn't beat before. So this past week I finally beat Solar Striker on the Game Boy. Which I never was able to fucking get through that before. Like the state, it's only six levels, but the stage. That fifth one, though, man. That fifth stage. That's where always Peter out. The fourth level boss is what always killed me. So uh, that you had to get like, good. I I had to get good, and eventually <laughs> I just dumb luck my way through it. I think. So yeah, no, I just had to keep playing. Like it's one of those games where I got to the point where I was so sick of playing those first three levels because it's just them again and again and again. But eventually I per persevered, got through it. And uh, still making my way through Castlevania Circle of the Moon. So, Ooh, nice. I love that one. Yeah, I'm doing it on the uh, Castlevania collection. Good old Switch making it super convenient and easy. And I'm like, man, like I missed out on that whole era of really uh, any Castlevania, and especially the Game Boy Advance because I didn't have one when it came out. So I'm going back in time. But, yeah, it's really freaking good. Yeah, that's cool. The only thing that sucks about Circle of the Moon is that if you tell anybody that you've played Circle of the Moon, they'll immediately come back and, oh, you got to play Aria of Sorrow. No, Aria of Sorrow is like a thousand times better. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I got so sick of hearing that. It's like, well, what if I just like Circle of the Moon? Is that cool? No? <laughs> yeah, right. The answer is no? Okay, then fine. But no, yeah, that whole uh, Game Boy Advance era of Castlevania um, really locked down the exploration platformer sort of a deal i refuse to say the word metroidvania because i just don't like 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 castlevania ripped off metroid like that's how that that yeah. goes like it's castlevania when i think of castlevania i think of the nes games like that's i don't think of yeah the gb i don't games. know i don't get why they had to do why they had to say yeah you already had metroid style like you didn't have to say metroidvania just because it sounds cool <sighs> who doesn't love yeah. a, a good vania <laughs> it's gated exploration. Let's get this into the vernacular. Oh well, actually, oh, it's like gated exploration. We don't have to keep calling it Metroidvania. That's just a made up. Make that's a make 'em up word. That's not a word. Yeah, it's like Valentine's Day. They only invented it for the 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 buzzwords and the cards and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but yeah. Metroidvania is just Valentine's Day, boys. We need gated exploration. <laughs> we go. That's my hot take. <laughs> makes no so freaking sense. So what about you boys, Alex? What uh, what have you been playing this past week? Well, I was lucky enough to get a analog pocket, so I've also been diving into Ooh. the uh, handheld stuff a lot lately. 
But unfortunately, uh, for anybody that's uh, looking for anything interesting that I might be playing, I'm mostly just playing Game Boy Golf, like the one of the original like launch titles from like 1989. Ooh. It's fun. It's a good toilet game. Um, I play that a lot. I also play a ton of um, what's that game called? Uh, Roland's. I forget if it's Roland's Quest or Roland's. Cur- oh, it's Roland's Curse. It's one of those things where it's it, it, you don't you don't remember the name of the game because you've been grinding away at it for like an hour, not even an hour at a time, like fifteen minutes at a time, for fifteen minutes, like which adds up to like not even an hour a week. And you, it's just like, what the hell is this game again? Oh yeah, it's this like top-down adventure sort of a deal. Uh, uh, yeah, Roland's Quest Two is what I have. Um, yeah, and I've got a bunch of Link Lynx games. I, I broke down and bought a lot of uh, Atari Lynx cartridges. So I'm expecting those to come in. It's games like Blue Lightning, which is like a, a uh, an afterburner type game, but for Atari Lynx, it only Ooh. it's actually kind of cool. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not as dumb as it sounds, but it's, it's definitely not a waste of money, trust me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there's also um, games like, uh, what else is on the Lynx? You got oh, there's Chips Challenge on the way? Chips Challenge. I don't think I got chips. that one, uh, unfortunately. I got you gotta this... get Chips Challenge, dude. That's got... the best one. I got this game called Battle Wheels. And it's actually really impressive. It uh, has like a, it's a first person, like twisted metal style uh, combat, you know, demolition derby. And you just drive around, you like run people over, you know, it's got a little bit of road rash in it where people go, you hit people with your car and people go flying. It's like, holy crap, this is a handheld game made in like the eighties. Like this is crazy. Dude, that's awesome. So yeah, it's a pretty fun game. Uh, There's that. And then there's another, there's a couple other ones that are like, walk around and explore type platformers metroidvanias so to speak Metro- for the atari links exploration linksvania but uh yeah it's uh yeah it, it's just lots of handheld stuff i love this little thing uh they charge way too much for it i'm not gonna I, i'm not gonna so I, I i feel kind of like i need to justify the price <laughs> which is like what every analog owner has to do yeah basically <laughs> i think it's 220 but the thing is is that it plays it's not an emulation box. It, it actually makes use of the cartridge, which I'm a mm. big fan of. And uh, I already had a whole ton of... What, what do I got right over here to my left? got Mario Golf, Mario Tennis for Game Boy Advance. Uh, and those games are made by Camelot. So those are more like RPGs. So you really got to sit down and you know, get used to those. So if I'm going to do that, I'm, and, and when I play those, I, it's got to be on like a really nice screen with comfortable controls that sort of stuff. I don't, I don't need some shitty GBA backlight. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd rather have the analog screen for, for games like that, especially long games like Golden Sun that where nobody ever shuts the hell up. They just yeah. keep talking. Oh, you know, yeah. you ask someone, you know, what time it is and they tell you how to build a clock tower, one of those games. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm playing. Those, those games are a lot of fun. Uh, it's, I, I can't wait to get more into game boy links game gear all that because it plays all that stuff it's i swear i don't work for analog but (laughs) that that stuff is it's really fun to find it to explore in that those libraries tell me you're not taking that cadillac game system of yours on the toilet with you tell me at least popping the control the the, uh, cartridge out before you i I do i i do have the uh, gba i have a little shell i have shelves in there like right next to it to the throne and I've got a GBA, uh, like my old GBA, and uh, it stays in there. Yeah, no, nobody no, touches that, and it gets disinfected. You know. Do I, Do you actually <laughs> have like the original Atari Lynx? 
No, I've I've I have no experience with the links, like hardly okay. at all. I other than just you know hearing about it from from people and you know YouTube videos and stuff like that. Dude, that's one system I have. I I'm sure if we asked enough, but. I still haven't met anyone who actually owned one <laughs> or like even had a friend, like every other handout. I'd be like, yeah, I knew somebody who had this or that. That's one system. I've never heard anyone be like, oh yeah, I knew somebody who had that. Like I'm dying to know, like how does it actually play? Like yeah. you know, from a firsthand experience, not just watching somebody play it on YouTube. Like I, I yeah. loved it now. Yeah. That's a good question. I don't know either. But uh, would you recommend the analog pocket? so far so good yeah the the screen is so mint it's so cool to see these games uh especially for game boy advance because um that thing is so bleary and you know it's like it's it's got that like cross-fading effect between frames so everything looks kind of bleary all the time yeah and for games with like big sprites it really, really looks awesome. Really shines. Yeah. yeah. So uh, if if you're really into the, the Game Boy Advance, then absolutely. But if you're just, you know, if you if you're if you wanna if you don't care about the extra compatibility with, with weird stuff like the links or even the Game Gear, then you're fine with just a regular Game Boy Advance, because um, that plays Game Boy Color and Game Boy stuff too. So, but yeah, the screen. I love the screen. I can't get enough of the screen. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Nice. No, that's awesome. What, what about you, Trav? What have you been playing this past week? Man, I'll tell you, though. I, speaking of that analog pocket, if I'm paying 220 bucks for it, I'm shitting with it. You're not going to talk me out of it. I'm taking, <laughs> yeah. I'm taking it with me. You know what? You're right. I take it back. You should actually... I, I'm going to wipe my ass yourself. with it next time. Yeah. We have to yeah, post a picture on. of yourself with it on there just to rub it into everyone else on Twitter. <laughs> Seriously, man. It's, uh, I, w- I would never leave it out of my sight. But um, it was one of those things I pre-ordered, and then I didn't even look at the price, and then I saw the price. I was like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" <laughs> but I, I, en- I ended up on in Group A, which which means I ended up getting it in the first quarter of 2022. So it's like, well, I got a good uh, pre-order date, so I can't back out now. Yeah, right. Don't have to wait another yeah. year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good deal, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, I do want one because I would love to see what my Game Gear games look like because I've just been looking at it through, like, a dirty window for years, and it'd be great to, you know, like, is Sonic really blue? Is he blue in this? It'd be cool to see. But, <laughs> what does uh, it look like? <laughs> yeah, what's that, guy, what's that guy into on the Game Gear? Um, but uh, games I've been playing, you know, I've been playing, uh, uh, man, it's just a big fan favorite. Everybody's in love with this one. I've been playing that Shinmu 2, which implies that I've already played Shinmu 1 and enjoyed it enough to keep going. <laughs> and uh, we're doing it. We're running around... Uh, well, we're just running around. That's all you do in that game. You run around, you talk to people, and you got a notebook. And uh, it's it's not bad, you know. I mean, you have to kind of isolate it and be like, for its time, for, given, yeah. you know. I think uh, my co-host on Polykill said, uh, you know, Shinmu had to walk before, or Shinmu had to crawl before, you know, GTA and all these other games could, could walk. And that makes sense. It's like a precursor to that open world, um, 3D open world feel. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. I've been plugging away at it for a long time, though. I gotta say, it's the kind of game that, after a hard day's work, you're like, man, do I really just want to run do around? I want more work? Do, do I just want more work? Do I want to move a bunch of crates, earn a bunch of money, and talk to a bunch of strangers, and then gamble it all away and fall asleep on a houseboat? Or <laughs> that sounds awesome. Or watch a random Nicolas Cage movie, and a lot oh, of times that sounds it, awesome too. Yeah, a lot of times it becomes that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that and another game that I've been getting flack for because everyone everyone thinks it's like it's 
it's past it's like I don't know. It's like a Call of Duty bro kind of game. But I've been playing some Mafia Three, and Ooh, okay. uh, it's it's okay. It's okay. I don't know. I just had a hankering. It's it's uh, it's set in like a fake New Orleans city, and it's set in like the '60s, and so it's an interesting time and place, and it really encapsulates a lot of that. And I've enjoyed that part of it. Not that the game itself is great, but the atmosphere is is solid. So we're sticking it through. Did you play the first two by any chance? I played the second one. The first one I think was a little rough to go back to. A little bit, a little oh, bit slow. Yeah. yeah. There was a weird period uh, when you said Mafia. Like, so I haven't gotten to Mafia Three, but I did one and two, and I was like, when Mafia One first came out, I that was like a weird string of that, like Hitman, mm-hmm. and a few other like PC games of that style that I was playing, and yeah, there was a weird like probably well. Not probably. Because of Sopranos, there was a million Mafia games, I feel like, during that time. And some of them were actually pretty fun that no one talks about. But yeah, when Mafia 3 came out, I remember, I feel like it just kind of came and went. And I'm curious to see what you think once you finish it. Because, you know, I, I always tend to hear like, eh, it's fine, but it didn't blow anyone away. Oh yeah, it's the gameplay itself is, is painfully repetitive. I mean, it's... <laughs> It's, uh, you know how, like, Ubisoft is kind of known for their recipe of, like, uh, you know, get to the tower, liberate a stronghold, rinse, repeat for an entire map? Yep, it's yep. like that, but less interesting. And I like the Ubisoft formula. I, I love Far Cry. But this is less, this is that, um, just really kind of dumbed down. And it's mm. there's glitches all over the place. It has really good, like, up-close animations. Like, the facial animations are great, and they really focused on that. But then you'll just see a guy just, like, floating by in the background. You're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? <laughs> Is there, is there are there ghosts in this game? Um, so there's some of that you got to overlook. Like I don't know, but it's fun enough. To, I mean, it's got a story that's interesting, and uh, again, that atmosphere, man. You you cruising down the road, listening to some '60s rock, and hear yeah. people talking about Vietnam and all these things. And I don't know, it kind of gets you in the moment. But you kind of just you're just running around shooting dudes. That's one of those period piece games. I'll call it like. If I do watch certain movies, so if I were to watch like a good like Vietnam movie or something at that time, that would make me want to go back and play that game just to like play something in that period. So yep. I, I do appreciate like, you know, there's there's a time and place for those, and um, I I, I'm, I do want to get around to it, but it's one of those like eh, I'll get to it when I can. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know if I would really recommend it unless, like you said, you just watched, you know. I don't, I don't know, I was trying to think of a Vietnam movie, Platoon, and you're just yeah. super into that, you know, wanting to go back and, the and time, try that out. The soundtrack, yeah. Yeah, yeah turn it nice. on for a couple hours, get it out of your system, move on with your life. That's what I would say. So I can say, when talking about repetitive gameplay, and I'll reserve some of my comments because it is a Patreon requ- request for us, um, <laughs> somebody's asked us to review the Burger King video games that were in 2006, I believe. Yep. And um, I just played and beat uh, Sneak King, where your main objective is to go around and sneak food to people and deliver it to them. And it is four levels, each with 20 missions. And every single time you deliver food, he does a dance that lasts about seven seconds, and you cannot skip it. And it's the same dance every goddamn time. Mm. So it is... I mean, not that I expect anything from a Burger King game, but it's awful. And it made me <laughs> become even more of an alcoholic. But oh. it, oddly enough, it did make me want some Burger King. So I guess it kind of worked. I don't know. 
I mean, does Burger then, King even deliver? Is this false advertisement? Oh, it's false advertising. That goddamn, there's commercials for a while there with the King, and oh, that don't happen anymore. No, no, this was pre-Uber Eats. They were they were looking into the future. That's what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> and did anyone here ever play Infernax? Because our buddy Nick recommended it to us. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, yeah. It's that retro uh, styled platformer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost Castlevania two and like Zelda two ish. <laughs> yeah. I would call it. Yeah. Really, really fun and really well done. Um, some parts are like you think like, oh, this is kind of really easy to cheese, and then you get to some parts and the platforming is damn near impossible. Um, but it's one of those games. I beat that and I. I found out like there's like six different endings. There's like the very good, the good, the bad, the evil. Like, and now I'm like, if I wasn't doing the level 50 club, I'd definitely go and try and do them all. But I do like that because that's an easy way to get replayability because you do see extra bosses and extra endings. So it's a fun little game. It's on Game Pass, so it was a it was a no brainer for me to try. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been what's taken up my time this past week. I haven't had a lot of time otherwise. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend it. Cause like I said, our buddy Nick said that was a good game and you know, I, I, I really, especially if you like Castlevania two or Zelda two, I'd say try it out. Hell yeah. Cool. So before we move on, Brian, I actually have a little bone to pick with each of our guests tonight. Uh -oh. So I figured, <laughs> I figured now would be the perfect time to do it. So first Trav, I need to know how the hell do you plan out your reviews for your page? Because you hit this little this little niche about like two three months ago we just went through all these random shmups on the nes that like no one talks about or cares about and they're all like five bucks or less so like air fortress and king's court and shit like that i don't know how you came did you just like randomly be like oh i want to do a bunch of shooters that are really cheap and no one cares which is right up my alley so like every week i saw a new video and i was running out to the game store i was like this motherfucker just raped my wallet what the hell that's me. I know about your wallet, and then I go pick the game. <laughs> no, I just do it randomly. I really, I have an app, and I just hit random, and it's like, hey, I guess you're doing this now, and then I go do that one. It's like, uh, it's kind of nice, because then I don't really have to think about it. It's like when you're listening to the radio, you know, Bon Jovi might come on, and you're like, ah, damn, I don't want to listen to this, but then you can't change it, so you're just, yeah, now you're singing it. You're like, ah, well, I guess I'll just sing along with it. It's kind of like that. Like, if I had the the agency to just pick all the games i wanted i would just it, all, all the good games would be gone right now we'd be wading through shit we wouldn't there would be no good ones left the it channel would just be would legend of zelda every week you'd find a legend of zelda about it. every <laughs> week i'm like we're going to do the second quest and then we're going to go back and do the first quest again but we're going to pretend it's the third quest yeah it wouldn't be any fun so uh, i do it randomly it keeps keeps me uh i don't know on my heels so to speak and only randomly games that i own because I, I i do play my actual cartridges so it's another way for me to um, you know, I'm collecting these damn things. I might as well play them. So it's a good way for me to give them attention and uh, not feel like I'm completely wasting all of my money on plastic. <laughs> to yeah, Jim's I know that point, all too well. Yeah, to Jim's point, uh, if you look at the last three months of Nest Friend videos, we're, we're, we're going from American Gladiators mm, to solid. Silent Service oh. to oh, so good. Board Games on the NES Part 1. Oh, fuck, yeah, that's so good. That's a good see, one. We have yet to see <laughs> subsequent parts. Uh, yeah. We've got Defender 2, we've got Hammer and Harry, we've got oh, the un yeah. Untouchables, and then we got yep. like Star Tropics. Good. You know, so we're all, I don't think you could possibly get more random than that. That's like listening to Garth Brooks and then putting on some Cannibal Corpse 
And then, Hell yeah. Know, just, it's like all over the place, man. Cannibal Brooks. Could you imagine? Isn't that what Chris Gaines was supposed to be? Oh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's just the way that it's rolling. I don't know. I kind of like it. It keeps it uh, keeps it fresh. Uh, and sometimes, you know, if if a scary game pops up, I'm like, ooh, that's a good spooker. I'll shove it back. I'll put it on the spreadsheet for October. You know, I I do take some control over it. I don't I don't let the randomness control me completely. But uh, that's that explains why I get into the weeds that I get into. It, you, you know, you'd be surprised how many people make that same comment. They're like, "What the fuck are you doing with your channel?" Dude? <laughs> <laughs> What are you doing with your time? You just reviewed all of the game show games? Like, no one wants to see that. I'm like, well, I thought it was fun. What so. are you doing? It's like, well, someone's got to do it. Shit. Yeah. Got to do them all. And now, Alex, I have to mm-hmm. talk to you about this blatant disrespect you did in the last episode of Drunk Friend to your friend and mine, Christian Ponder, when you were bringing up random <laughs> sports names. And I was like, this motherfucker, I, I know as a Minnesota fan, he would much rather have him than Kirk Cousins. And there's no way he can convince me different. I would rather have you know what for for like the first I would say first half of his rookie season he looked fine he he was decent he could throw on the run uh he had a noodle arm could not throw further than 40 yards no uh had zero velocity it's like throwing uh you know like if he was a pitcher he'd be you know like Mike Morgan or uh you know one of those like junk ballers from the from the 90s but uh yeah he was he was fine for half a season but dear God, you know him. You can go Tavares Jackson. Uh, who else we got oh, in, in the Vikings? Uh, there was that season with uh, Matt Castle. Yep. Uh, there was, if you want to go way back, there was Gus Farratt. Mm-hmm. Uh, we brought back Brad Johnson in like 2006. Dude, let's uh, talk about Brad Johnson's neck for a minute. How big oh, is that yeah. neck? <laughs> that guy looks like a Budweiser bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just his neck; it's the fact that his shoulders go at like. 45 degree angles down his neck it's weird like you look at his neck and then you see his shoulders it's like how is he put together like how does how does this anatomy even work but but yeah if, if you want to see a crazy neck trav you got to check out uh, mike glennon oh i know all about mike glennon because mike, mike brother... glennon is a giraffe his brother was uh was the quarterback at tech so yeah Holy i know all about shit. Mike. yeah that guy he does have he's a bit of a giraffe a bit of a giraffe there. The fuck? it's like that's when you pull up someone's photo in the first, I'm the first putting, thing I'm, you hear is holy shit. I, I'm I'm gonna put his picture. It literally looks like a Photoshop, and not even a good one. Like, oh, I could see where this is fake. And when he's shaved, oh, he can't shave. Like his chin. No, he's got to have that shadow. Neck. Yeah, yeah, he's got the Sidney Crosby facial hair going on there. Holy shit! Wow. Yeah, and you know I I. I I feel bad, you know, ripping on the guy, but then again, I don't because that dude cashed in big time. That dude's oh, yeah, set, he did. set for generations, but he yeah. looks like a child's drawing. Yeah, I mean, he gets to dude. eat all the good eucalyptus leaves. I mean, that's a he's getting he's getting no. the good ones at the top. That's amazing. Well, now I have nightmares for tonight, so thank you. You son <laughs> of a bitch. And look, don't fully don't fully discount the noodle arms. We won a Super Bowl with one, so there you go. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's true. He's he's the he's the bare minimum that you need to win a Super Bowl. Brad Johnson, <laughs> Brad Johnson. and Trent Dilfer. No, we had Nick Foles. Uh, well, yeah, Foles is in the in the conversation. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. I mean, Trent Dilfer is by far the bottom rung of just like, yeah. man, he won one, huh? All right, well, it wasn't because of him. Oh, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was only the one of the best defenses of all time with Ed Reed. It was. I don't think Ed Reed was on that team, but yeah, Ray Lewis and 
and company. So yeah, Trent Dilfer, just get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, that's what you call it. Uh, and actually, speaking of like beating video games and setting goals for yourself, so the Polykill, like all you guys in the Discord, like every week, what is it, Trav? You put up a list of like all the games people beat. And I see this like, oh, yeah. massive fucking list. I'm like, how the hell do these people, like, how do they do this? Holy shit. I, uh, I don't know myself. I mean, as the guy that's running the podcast, you'd think that maybe I'd have some clout in the game beat game. But uh, I, I sure don't. These people are insane. So there's always a, a poly killer and a runner-up every week on the show. And some people will beat, like, you know, 12 to 15 games, and one of them will be, like, Elden Ring, and another one will be, like, Dark Souls 3. And it's like, do you guys have fucking jobs? And... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I have to take their word for it most of the time. There's no, like, I don't know why you would take the time to, to lie about it for podcast points or whatever. So I got to trust them. I mean, who knows? Yeah, we they are posting, you know, end game screens, though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Most of the time. So, yeah. It's, it's not like they're, they're, they're what, are, what, would, what would be the benefit of putting up a, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to pull up a long play on YouTube and then go full screen and take a Take a picture at the end. How, like you gotta be, you gotta be a really in a really bad place in your life to be. I know. Like yeah. <laughs> like, like yay, I'm the poly killer. Like, dude, good, well, good job. That's good. Good for you for screen capping a bunch of end screens on YouTube. You, you got us. We said your name on a podcast. That oh, those nefarious poly killers. I know, man. I well, know. it's good. funny because you guys have that. Like, we're doing that level fifty club, and I was doing. I picked fifty as an arbitrary number, and we have a buddy who got to fifty games in by February. February, and now he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna see if I can get to a hundred. And I did it more like as a curiosity for Jim and I to say, "Let's try to get some of our back catalog games that we haven't touched, mm -hmm. and just see how many." Because I have no idea how many games I beat in a year because. You know, Alex, like you even said, there's those comfort games I go back to. Like yours is right now Game Boy. You said golf, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many games that you tend to do that. And I will say, having started to do the level 50 club, I try to steer away from those. And I'm like, oh, I want to beat another game. Just get it on the list. So when you guys do your poly kill, like, there's probably people who are like, you know what? I could bang out a few of these games, like, this much faster like it gives you a different drive it's a weird it's a weird thing yeah it's interesting i mean the, that's the kind of the point of the podcast is just to you know pillage the backlog and, and knock out some some of the ones that have been festering for a long time which is why i shy away from evergreen games you'll never catch me playing anything i mean it, it, i'm enticed by things like stardew valley and even like animal crossing because i have these strong curiosities about these games and they look like they're kind of up my alley but i also know they're so up my alley uh i would never play another game again so <laughs> that that's another uh part of it but 50 i mean i think 50 is is definitely doable i uh yeah. i average probably like 70 75 a year and i have a kid in 13 podcasts so i mean you could do 50 for sure i mean <laughs> yeah. depending on their lengths, oh yeah but. yeah nice no but jim like you were saying obviously I do want to give a huge shout out to everyone who has joined our level 50 club and a lot of them are our patrons and Jim, I know we got a couple questions this week. So what do we have? Well, Brian, patreon.com slash drink a beer play game where for as little as $2 a month, you can answer a question that we'll answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts. So actually just one, uh, just one Patreon question this week. I guess uh, changing our schedule threw people off or something like that. <laughs> they don't like us anymore. Jim, are you sure you, Counted all the ones. Oh, I am. I am refreshing like a motherfucker. Okay. Mine. Just making sure. So, 
I know. Now, now four will come in by the time we're about to sign off. But <laughs> from Phony Montana, more thoughts and expectations for Shredder's Revenge and the Cowabunga Collection, John. Thank you for the Philly slang. Mm, we'll let we'll let Alex and Trav go first. Oh my God, I am. It's as excited for a game as I can remember being. Shredder's Revenge. It looks so freaking good. Uh, the fact that it's going to have, hopefully, I don't know if it's officially announced if it's going to have like online multiplayer. I think that kind of goes without saying at this point for you know a, a title like this, like a beat 'em up. But man, oh man, it looks so good. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially you know all the. Hopefully, Casey Jones becomes a playable character. Mm-hmm. Um, they've already got April and Splinter as uh, April walloping people with a giant microphone is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, the music, the visuals, uh, the level design, you know, like the that Ninja Turtles color palette just like jumps off the screen. It's like unmistakable. So it's it's I'm so excited for that game. I cannot freaking wait. Um, And I think as far as like the gameplay goes, I think the standard has been set. I don't know if you guys played Streets of Rage 4 when that came out. Have I ever? Oh yeah, that game kicks ass. Like that is how you do a beat 'em up nowadays. Like that the the move sets that you can bust out and the combos and stuff like that. So much fun. So hopefully Turtles has got a little bit of that in it too. Everything so as we're talking, I was looking up and a few different articles are saying that they have confirmed online co op for four players. Hell yeah, yes. bring it. But you know what else? It kind of pisses me off. Uh, one of the articles, and I know it's a clickbaity thing, and they got me, and it's written as of yesterday from ComingSoon.net, but they said, TMNT Shredder's Revenge developers explains its 80s, 90s look and style and why it's necessary. I'm like, do you need to explain from a no. show and, and a, a phenomenon from that time why they would want it to look like that? Like, that. That's so goddamn silly, but that's one of those things you click on. And it's like, what? Why? Why? Why would you ask this? Like, <laughs> exactly. it's such a confusing question. <laughs> yeah. Now we are, yeah. Streets of Rage Four. Jim and I both day one purchase. We played it together. I did better than him. <clears throat> and then, uh. yeah. Now I, I said I hope, and it seems like with Shredder's Revenge, it's happening. A lot of old franchises take that bait and run with it. Like I'd love to see. Do another X-Men arcade game. Shit, give me another Simpsons. Give me, like, give me all the games we liked from arcades or beat-em-ups from back in the day and allow us online four-player co-op. I'm down. If they handle it with love and not just churning it out for bullshit, I am 1,000% down because that's a genre that I miss playing as much as I used to. Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm excited for that. That's going to be a day one. And even the fuck... Like, at first when they announced the Cowabunga Collection, I'm like, I already have all these games for the most part, so I don't really need it. And then, like, after, like, three days, I'm like, all right, I'm probably going to get it. And I think they confirmed for that one there's going to be, like, four games out of the... Or maybe more out of the whole set that's going to have online multiplayer, too. So it's like, ah, shit, I can play the old games online multiplayer, too, with this? Mm, I might have to do it, so... Yeah. I'm not even a big Turtles fan, but, like, fuck, you're throwing all this good quality at me. I can't say no. Shit. Yeah, the convenience of that collection, unless, once again, you have them all. Um, but even if you have them all, there could be an argument. Because, wait, what is the price of that? The collection's going to be 40 but that's like 40 physical. So maybe the digital will be cheaper, hopefully. But that's not bad. Like, like, you know, if you especially if you get it for the Switch or something and you want to play while you poop, then you got all these games. I don't know. It seems like a 
pretty solid, pretty solid list. And Jim and I have said by far, and it's not much of a stretch, but a very overlooked fighting game is tournament fighters on the NES. Um, I know it's expensive as shit, but that really is a legit fun one that I feel like not enough people have played. Tournament fighters in general has like this big underground kind of a cult following. Uh, there's a guy that messages me like all the time on Twitter saying like, hey, can you retweet my uh, my tournament thing that like eight people, you know, and I, I did do that a couple times. But yeah, after a while, it's like, dude, you, I think you've you've established your audience. I don't think there's any growth with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tournament fighters at this point. I think I think you've you've nailed your your thing. I think if people are going to. F- are looking for that they will find it they will know where to look but yeah now it's going to be exponential with calabunga collection come on hell yeah <laughs> nice. yeah no that wraps up the questions for this week so um, i mean travelers you have anything to add oh boys fuck yeah turtles dudes <laughs> i i have nothing new to add but uh other than do you guys still get like a little turgid when you see that old school turtles logo and not like the new nickelodeon one because i like that the shredder's revenge goes back to that 80s logo that's that's a huge turn on for me in my nostalgia mm-hmm. spot that really yeah, gets they know, me in my they know who they're marketing yeah. this shit too oh yeah. yes yeah i still like honestly if i walk if i see someone with like an old turtles t-shirt and it's got the old logo i will try to put my mouth on theirs like i get super <laughs> duper excited yeah no i i i'm the same way the nostalgia for that i love the show as a kid the toys i mean all the shit it's interesting. Um, I, I want, but that's why I said I want to see this for all the shit I grew up with in late eighties. Oh yeah, guys. yeah, that would be so. great. But Brian, they're already doing that. They're already reselling all the toys. Yeah, I see they that. They brought back them all, and you can buy them all for fifteen bucks a piece. Fifteen shit. The same Most of these are like thirty anymore. Are you kidding me? They're so goddamn expensive. But yeah, yeah no. man, you you, you got to get like Street Sharks and then a Wild West Cowboys oh. a Moo Mesa version. <laughs> ah, Pirates of Dark Water. Come on, let's go. Let's get Dude. you. Yeah, get them all. Redo some, everything. Get some Gargoyles back going. Oh, Gargoyles. Oh. Gargoyles got a pretty good Genesis game back in the day. That mm-hmm. was a good one. Yep. Yeah, but I want to see a Gargoyles beat them up in this style. <laughs> be pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? No, I uh, I'm I'm completely down for it. I'm actually curious if anyone's like. Oh, that's really stupid. Like, if anyone really... Oh, you know there is. Of course, yeah. We'll kick their ass. If you find them, (laughs) let me know where they are. (laughs) You hear that, world? (laughs) Yeah. Send them my way. Nice. Now, great 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 question, question, Tony. I'll get you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that wraps up the questions for this week. So, once again, thank you to all of our patrons for all the support. And, as always, if you're listening on iTunes and Spotify, please head over there. Leave a five-star review. Leave a comment. We'll read any five-star review comment you leave. Even if you want to bash us, feel free. We'll read whatever. So, And as always, if you have any rebuttals, head on over to YouTube. Help our algorithm out. Leave comments there to whatever we want to say, and we always respond to everybody. So once again, thank you for all the support, everyone. Yeah, and a special shout-out, Todd. Thank you for upping your tier. Um, Be sure now if you want to get in a game request. Oh, he did. X, he wants us to do XCOM 2, the one that he sent us. I haven't oh. got around to yet. Oh, so. that, that's a good one. Okay, nice. Well, it'll get done, Todd, because I have it. So don't rely on Jim. <laughs> I'll do things. I'll dabble. <laughs> Three, two, one. All right, so the last time Trav was on the show, it was just me and Brian because Brian had a last-minute thing come up. So during the course of that episode, he mentioned that 
He has a penchant for making lists and charts and organizing things. Now, I guess you have to do this when you run like 17 fucking podcasts. So, yeah, you know, things come up. But Brian over here, this motherfucker, he also is a list fanatic. Like any goddamn hobby we get into, any game, any board game, fucking hero clicks. This guy will just make charts and lists and break down every single goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. So I figured these two were the perfect to bounce off each other to see what their little their little organizational skills and their hobbies. I, I call it a sickness at this point. <laughs> Dude, the spreadsheets are where it's at. I got spreadsheets in the bed sheets. I'm all about it. And seriously, Google Google Sheets is the best thing to ever happen to me. Just a little bit of a little bit of spreadsheeting on the go. Are you fucking kidding me right now? That's amazing. I don't even need I don't need another app on my phone other than Google Sheets. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> And so, yeah, I, I mean, it, the, the Polyco podcast is basically just a spreadsheet in podcast form. That's what that podcast is. It's just going down lists and beating games. That's all. That, it, we make it fun, but that's all yeah. that is. And then I also collect games. Can you imagine how many spreadsheets I have for the amount of games that I have? It's insane. I got, I got the same spreadsheets, just, but just a little bit different because I just was bored. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it is a sickness. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I got something to share with you, Brett. Yes. I've been, so, uh, you know, we're, we're sports fans. We're, we're some sports bros. And uh, that NCAA 14, I mean, RIP NCAA football games, they're, they're going to come back eventually. We don't know if they'll be good or bad. But that NCAA 14 has, has run some rotations in my old 360. And uh, it might be the only game that's been in there for about 10 years. And so, uh, you know, you get in that dynasty mode. You got to. What else are you going to do? We're dynastying it up. And I like to pick the bad team. You know, I started out with Miami of Ohio. If there are any Red Hawks fans out there, I'm sorry, but your team was shit back in 2014, 2013, technically. <laughs> we started off with them, and we're doing we're doing season after season, recruiting season after season. And I don't like the way that the game doesn't track your full schedule season after season. Sometimes I like to look back and be like, how did I do against such and such team? How, you know, well, we went over to Central Michigan a couple years ago. How'd that turn out? I can't remember. Because I got, you know, we're, we're going back this year. I want to know what, you know, if I got to get revenge. Is this a revenge game in Central Michigan? So I started charting all that. So I would have, like, you know, the whole schedule and the wins and the losses, where I was ranked, uh, and all these things. And I carried that over for, I don't know, like 15 years of dynasties. And so you can go back, and it's like, it's like flipping through MLBreference.com, man. Or I guess technically NFL reference or whatever football reference website you want to talk about. And boy, we've got we've got all the charts. You can go back and see who, who I beat when they were ranked, where they were, what division we were in, what bowl we went to. And I shared that in the Discord today, and it was kind of like sh- telling someone I had a booger collection. Like it felt <laughs> it felt uncomfortable to unveil this piece of me that I I was like, man, I've been obsessing over this like one spreadsheet for years. For years. Uh, yeah, because I you know I, I'll take a break from the game, come back to it, and so. Uh, but I was I mean they might have just been humoring me but some folks took some rounds on that spreadsheet were asking questions like whoa look at this and what happened here it was very very cool to see folks get real excited about my weird spreadsheets and it got me so jazzed i went back after work today fired her back up it'd been about a year and a half and uh playing a game right now we're actually at halftime i'm up 14-7 in the acc championship so uh, i got i got places to be boys if we could just wrap this up <laughs> i highly highly respect and love that as a fellow uh tracker of information as jim said and i I have two examples that would would make me feel the same as you like you said sharing the information 
Um, so one's not as impressive. It's not Google Sheets. I used to try to keep it on Sheets, but I just found using an app, it was easier. But does anyone here have a rough idea, if you were trying to guess, how many movies you think you've seen in your life? Um, <clears throat> I do remember uh, I, there was one year, it, this was like 2009, 2010, I think. I, I decided I'm going to watch a movie every day for as many days and i got up to over 250 so i've seen at least 250 uh i didn't chart anything i did jot some notes down on a few of them just so i wouldn't forget but i mean i went all over the place from hitchcock to best picture winners to every sly movie to every arnold movie to van damme to dolph lundgren to uh kung fu movies from the 70s and stuff like that if i had to guess i'd say probably uh 1500 movies okay I've Trav. seen 913 because I have. <laughs> you have a number. See, I figured you would. Yeah. <laughs> and Man, Jane Chambers. Got to get that letterbox account, dude. It's everything. Yeah. Ah, oh, God. I mean, probably at least 800 to 1,000, something like that. But I've never put that much thought into it. So I, so I, I am a, I'm fanatical about shit like that. Keeping track of, yeah, wh whether it be workouts, games, this or that, and uh, yeah, movies. Right now, I'm at 2,220. Holy wow. shit. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And, and the thing is, I'm that the same mentality of polykill and all these other things. I generally don't rewatch a movie. Like I, mm, I'm like, right, I want to yeah. see something. Now, granted, there are I have my like my top favorites that every year, like I'm gonna watch Rocky. Every year I'm gonna watch certain movies. Like th there's some nostalgia I have for some movies that of course I'm gonna rewatch. But for the most part, I, I do the same thing like with video games. I try is like if I've played it, all right, I need to try something new. So like that's a list. I always it gets that like factor of like, holy shit, like you think about that. But then again, I'm not a huge like I, although I watch a couple good shows, I don't watch much TV outside of that. So like and I don't even watch that much TV. But you hear that number, you go, God damn, he must watch movies all the time. And, and honestly, yeah. No wonder best, you can't beat any games, man. You watch yeah. a movie all <laughs> At best, I probably see guaranteed one new movie a week. At best, maybe two. Like that's where I'm at right now. So that list isn't going to grow exponentially. But that that's one of my lists I keep track of. But the other one, and Trav, this is just like you. You had a super niche like video game keeping track of shit. Um, when I was a kid, my one cousin like showed me he like he created a fantasy wrestling league in an old school binder and like you know you write down all the wrestlers names and think of like franchise modes that are in like current like wwe games now that like you can run them through i would set up shows that would be randomized and the outcome was determined by the flip of a quarter and i kept tracks of who beat who at every time and i had like four binders full of this shit and i actually was cleaning out my garage just found them in the same way trav i found all this information i was like dear god i can never share that with me like how much detail i went into this now this is like Until obviously now. yeah like it's so goddamn methodical and and I still, yeah, if I get into a game enough, I, I start tracking it in one weird way or another. So I, I respect the hustle, and I like that. And don't let Damn, anyone did put your you wrestling down. league have, uh, did your wrestling thing have jobbers? Did you have, like, Bill oh. Wolf and, like, Iron oh. Mike Sharp and those guys? <laughs> if, if I saw a name, 
whether it be through a wrestling magazine, they were included. Cause I, I, and, and of course I have to be honest. Like if I had a favorite wrestler, if I'm like, well, I can't let Undertaker lose this guy. So let me get this quarter one more time. So it would be a little skewed, but like at the end, at the end of the day, I would try to always be like, you know what, whatever, whatever the coin flip determines it would be. And then I, I, and each individual guy had all of his stats with all of his, like, so yeah, it was, and this is all on pen and paper. This was like way before, yeah. so yeah, Man, that's awesome. And the yeah. the days before smartphones, we were doing some weird shit, right? We were just oh, yeah. out there making it up. Man, that's I right. love that. <laughs> I love that. I have some kinship there. I was I was charting weird shit as a kid too, and I'm I'm so glad that my binders are probably long burned. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately, you found yours, and now you feel weird. But you know what, uh, Trav? Uh, between both our discords, we're gonna have to make up the weird spreadsheet and tracking list, and and just oh, yeah. post all that stuff because I can definitely share some some weird uh, spreadsheets myself. Oh man, <laughs> pe- pe- people over in the Polykill Discord get real wild on some spreadsheets, dude. So you gotta be careful. <laughs> now, Brian, I'm actually shocked you didn't bring up your HeroScape spreadsheets. So. Trevor, Alex, did you ever hear of HeroScape from like the mid two thousands? Rings a bell. It was a tabletop game with like little mini, one of those little miniatures. You put the map together, have them fight each other, make little armies, kind of deal. Warhammer type stuff. Yeah. 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 Just like real simplified though. So we had this was like our game to play in college between us and all of our friends. So and we would play like at least every day or sometimes multiple times a day. Brian over here started to keep lists of every single army that was together, every single, like, almost to the point of every single kill that every person did to another person. Where oh, he I had kill-death ratios. You did have kill-death <laughs> ratios. He basically could have made a fantasy league based off of, like, legitimate stats that we put up during our time of playing this game. Mm-hmm. So soldiers had, like, batting averages, basically? Oh, this oh, guy yeah. over here, he's hitting 554. He's Exactly. He's five for his last six. I'm, I'm rolling with this guy over here. So, Man. yeah, like, say, for example, uh, one of the characters, a hero name was, like, Thorgrim. I would have the stats broken out by total usage or by particular individual. So, like, Jim, his stats were always low. So it always skewed the overall stats. Yep. But, like, as a character overall, overall, you would see, like, how he worked against everybody. And then I would almost try to see, after enough time, I would try to predict what the outcomes would be before games. And I'd say, all right, Jim on average loses and he loses this many guys. Is it like, let's say his kill death ratio is 0.5. Let's see if that, that levels out. And Man, stats like don't the, lie. You're like the fucking Billy Bean of HeroScape. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, this is one of the things. Yeah, while we're in our all of our engineering classes, my mind would race trying to remember, like, all right, who had what? I'd have to, like, go back to them. If I didn't get it that night, like, I'd try to, like, recreate, like, all right, who killed who? And you'd have, like, six different guys playing. So it's like, all right. Chris, did you kill Eric's guy? Like you would did... text us in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I actually created an entire fantasy MMA league when um, there was like you know before. Right now, there still really isn't one, but just like I tried to make it emulate uh, fantasy football, and like I, I assigned points to like punches, takedowns, kicks, all that because I'm super into MMA. Um, and I ha- we had a draft. We did it all. And I kept it going for a year, like individually track because there was a I forget what it's called now, but like it was like a fight metric that actually did track all that stuff for me so I could import the data and then create like an actual league based on those points. So, yeah, 
Dude, you could probably get a job with MMA. I bet not many of those <laughs> folks do a lot of spreadsheet. They probably have a spot for it. Like, dude, you do spreadsheets? We've been yeah. looking for a spreadsheet guy. If you can assign points to punches and kicks for us, that would be great. You could help EA make an MMA game with that type of knowledge. That's incredible. Yeah. Make a good one for once. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're when, when you're playing HeroScape, are you uh, how much are you slowing down the game? Being like, hold on, don't hold on. I got to write don't. that down. No, I got to write that down. <laughs> Oh, well, Brian's got to write it down, everybody. Don't move for a second. He's writing some. He's writing some stuff down. He's well, assigning numbers to punches. Here's the beauty. I would like during HeroScape. I, I got to the point once I started keeping the spreadsheet because then, just like you, Trav, like once I shared it with the guys, at first like, God damn it! But then they'd actually be like, Oh, let me see what my KD is or my win ratio. Right. They like, always come knocking on those spreadsheets yep. after they put them down, don't they? Every single time. <laughs> so I started keeping a little book as we're playing. I'm like, all right, let me just make sure I remember Jim died like this. Da, da, da. So I would start just tracking it like as much as I can. Man, Jim. I'm glad no one else found that notebook where we were just talking <laughs> yeah. about how weird ways Jim has died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have found every way to die possible in that game. Man. Yeah. And Jim yeah. gets hit by a bus and his family finds your notebook and they're like, oh, shit, I think yeah, Brian I, did this. I don't know <laughs> if it's a stat, if it's just like I'm just obsessed with stats. Because like I said, I'd want to see it broken down every way. I'd want to see kills. I'd want to see points used per kill. Like I would take it to a different level each time. And it, it was, yeah, I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't have a good answer. It's just something that. I do with things, so yeah. No, when... <laughs> you want to be efficient. It's it's all about creating efficiency with with your soldiers and and uh, putting them in a position to succeed. And you do that through spreadsheets. And you know what, Alex? I was always ridiculed because they're like, "Just put out your good guy." I said, "No," because if I do, there's a chance he dies. Let uh, me put out my weak shit. They yeah. might actually do damage. Everyone hated that, but it always won. Yeah, you <laughs> you, you got to pick your spots with with your you know. You, there's a reason a, a guy. It's third in the order and fourth in the order. You, you mm -hmm. got, you got. There's a method to that madness. There, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. He's, Jim he's hates grinder at poker. He'll, he'll sit there all fucking night to save five bucks, but I'll <laughs> win. He won't go for that glory all in. But That's Jim will awesome. will we'll win. <laughs> no comment. I will not answer. <laughs> no, but Trav, yeah, I, uh, I, I, like I said, I truly appreciate the the grind on your side. Kindred well. spirits, my dude. Hey, if, if if anybody starts to punk you over your spreadsheets, you let me know. We'll kick their ass together. That's right. Join forces. Them and anyone who doesn't like turtles. That's right. That's <laughs> there's two groups of people out there that we're very against right now. And not, I not just turtles. The turtle logo. If they're oh, not yeah. using the right turtle yeah. logo. Yeah. If you throw that Nickelodeon logo at me, I'll spit right in your you, face. You guys will be like <laughs> Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, just like stomping some poor jabroni in the middle of the ring. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. Hitting them so, over the head with a phone with uh, Google Sheets loaded up, you know, just like, <laughs> take that. <laughs> so, guys, we, uh, I, I did, I shared something with Jim, and I asked you before we started, I want to know where you guys are from, because interestingly enough, uh, you know, a lot of businesses, unfortunately, did go under, and there were a lot of businesses affected by COVID and the pandemic. Um, craft brewing took one of the biggest hits because it was also the biggest booming business. I think it had something like a 220% uh, growth like years before COVID. And then a lot of them failed because there was probably, to be honest, too many. But um, sales have been rebounding even as of 2021. So they're, they're about to 8% growth now. And it's interesting because they released a map of the top 50 brewing companies in the U.S. 
and I'm very happy to see uh, as number one, good old Yingling from PA is still holding the title, which makes, I'm sure, plenty of people in California mad, but suck it. Yeah, bitches. <laughs> but, Alex, I guess starting with you from your native Minnesota, I want yeah. to see if you knew any of these places, because I, I don't know them, but I was curious. Well, actually... I, it's not true. I do know two of them. Um, but I want to see if you know uh, Summit Brewing from St. Yeah. Paul. S Summit is regularly available. Yeah. It's it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. Nothing that, like, you know, knock your socks off, right? Yeah. This one I haven't heard of. August Shell Brewing? Uh, it rings a bell. That's probably up north, if I had to guess. So that is New Ohm. Where the hell is New Ulm again? I if I'm remember. I'm looking at the map right now, it actually looks like south, almost southwest. Oh, okay. So it's over by like Wilmer. Yeah, nobody goes over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then 39, I've heard of them, but I've never tried anything. It was uh, Surly Brewing. From, oh, Surly's the greatest. Yeah. yeah. They have they have the that, that's if I had to pick a the best brewery in anywhere, it's Surly. Uh, it's so, uh, they have a uh, beer at, at their tap room called Schadenfreude. It, it is my, maybe my all time favorite beer. It's so good on tap. It's excellent. If you ever get a chance to, uh, go to their tap room by any weird circumstance, you find yourself in, uh, Brooklyn park, Minnesota. It's, uh, the hit up surly. They have such good stuff and it's not like cheap. I mean, it's I, I, in terms of, uh, you know, throwing together like, oh, just throw some hops on top of that and mm. cover up this, uh, you know, yeah, this this might be like nine point whatever percent. No, it's everything is super Shot smooth. Everything is easy to drink. Uh, I love Surly. I, I, I bother our uh, we, we have a uh, liquor store down here called Jubilation here in Albuquerque, and I bother them every time I'm in there. You guys going to get Surly? <laughs> surly? And they're beer nerds. They know who they are. Yeah. So they're like, no, not yet. They're not in the Southwest yet. Sorry. I'm just like, damn it. But, but yeah, I, the, now I really want to try that. Yeah. it's If you ever get the chance, don't pass it up. They're awesome. Now let me ask you, Alex, as bonus points, do you know what schadenfreude actually translates to? Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's used all the time in sports uh, because it's like taking pleasure in the suffering of others. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's 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 when the Green Bay Packers get their asses kicked on the playoffs again. That's that's Schadenfreude. That's what I live for. That's all I have. Nice. <laughs> or when yeah. you see the the team that was behind the Minnesota Wild struggling for the middle of the aughts move into a different city with the exact same setup and the same <laughs> results. Do you, do you enjoy seeing that? Huh? Oh, you son of a bitch bringing that up the other day? Nor Norm Green sucks. That's all I'm going to say. Norm Green. Fuck Norm Green. <laughs> Minnesota people know. They know. Now, I will say, Trev, I do apologize. Uh, Virginia did not make the list. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> but I will say, so some of the, the names on here are more obvious, and it's funny because they're still considered uh, craft. But you got, like, Boston Beer Company, which is Sam Adams. You got Sierra Nevada, Bells. Um, Jim, I'm sure you hate number nine. Good old Stone Brewing. <laughs> and then you have, like, the shoots and stuff. It's an interesting list. Um, but like I said, I'm just glad to see 
hey, they are on the bounce back. Uh, it, it, it was just like, like I said, it, it was interesting to see who tops. As long as Yingling keeps stopping and PA stays in number one, I'm okay with that. Now, Trap, gonna... who would you say, you didn't make the list, but what would you say would be like the top brewery that you've tried down there that should be on there? Oh, man. Uh, well, there is actually one called just the plain ass, the Virginia Beer Company. I'm keeping <laughs> it simple around here. That one's pretty good. That's out of Williamsburg. I do like Williamsburg, that one. Williamsburg, yeah. That's pretty good beer there. Um... There's Beltway's pretty good. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking of more. Thanks for putting me on the spot. God. <laughs> isn't Greenbelt uh, out of Virginia? Or no, that's uh, out of Minnesota, isn't it? Greenbelt, let's see. You guys, you guys silos in my town. That's a decent one, but I don't think anybody would know about that. No, I've never heard of Greenbelt. Oh, okay. Up here. I, I thought that was one of those ubiquitous things. It's no, I thought it was everywhere. I guess that's just Minnesota. Yeah, that's just someone that's not very good like... at karate. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like I said, I don't know if you guys had a chance to look at it. it it's interesting. Um, Cal- California just, I think, still due to sheer size, it is still on the list. I was amazed that we got two out of Hawaii. Um, uh. One one being Kona, which I feel like most mm. people know about Kona. Um, the other one is Maui. But I've never heard of Maui, and I, I don't know, Alex, if where you're at now, if you guys get it there. But we sure as shit don't get it here. No, we don't get anything that yeah. exotic out here. Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one. But sorry, man, no Virginia. No, <laughs> Jim. Any any takeaways though from this uh, list? I, and they and you know I should mention um, underneath it. Then it just has top fifty overall brewing, which is all. Macro, so you got Anheuser Busch at one, Molson Coors, Constellation, Heineken, yada yada yada. Um, but yeah, Jim, any other takeaways from this? No, nah, it's just good to see a PA boy at number one. I mean, it was funny to see the one that owns like Victory and Southern Tier, like all grouped together as one. I'm like, that's like three like decent sized breweries around here, all like kind of lumped into one like kind of ownership group. So, yeah, almost seems like cheating ish, but nah, what are you gonna do? Hey, we gotta win. I mean. We're not we have to win something. for a while. <laughs> God knows it won't be the Flyers for the next 50 fucking goddamn years. Jim, Phillies could do it, maybe. The Phillies will do what they always do. They'll be hot for, like, you know, the first two months, and then by July the season will be over. So, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Chambers, speaking of hot and interesting takes on this news that you posted here, from the Saudi Crown Prince who owns 96% of SNK. And we got to give some props because our buddy Zots had a, a pretty good line about this. So, Jim, why don't you let the people know? Yeah, so the headline that Kotaku used was basically along the lines of the, like, hold on a second. Let me get the exact wording down here. It says, one of the worst people in the world now owns over 96% of SNK. That's right. So he had a great line. He's like, well, that's funny because all the worst people I ever knew were the ones who owned a Neo Geo, so it fits. Because ah! like, you, Alex, you were talking earlier about the fucking Atari Lynx and how no one knew about that. <laughs> like, like I, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong. You had that one friend with a Neo Geo, right? Oh, no, no. I wouldn't call him a friend. He was the one no one liked. He was the worst person who pooed his pants in school. So he owned the Neo Geo and would lord it over people like, huh, you have the Super NES and he's like, look at the graphics on this or something. But no one liked him because he was a little shit. So 
Yeah. He, literally. That, yeah, literally. He he was a terrible person, and he had an Neo Geo. So I knew somebody, but yeah, I wouldn't say he was a friend. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, what do you call it? So yeah, apparently a Saudi prince. They own a video. They own a video game group, basically over there. Which they're trying to pass off as the excuse of we're trying to like diversify our economy because you know it's Saudi Arabia everything over there is basically well it funnels through oil so the electronic gaming development company went out and bought SNK which has apparently been publicly traded since 2019 and they just decided to basically buy up the whole goddamn thing so yeah now when you play King of Fighters or Samurai Showdown or any of that stuff or buy you know the fifth Neo Geo Mini that gets released. Hey, look at now you get to have that sitting over your shoulder. Like oh, I'm supporting this now. Great. Well, here's a question. There's a few human rights violations. I, I don't know if Alex or Tribe, if you can answer. Like, what is the last SNK game that came out? Or like, what have they developed recently? Hmm. Uh, they, they, they Samurai, Samurai Showdown? Showdown. Yeah. Did I mean? One came out like two years ago, and I think a King of Fighters just came out a few months ago. Like King of Fighters, yeah, they're still cranking out King of Fighters. Uh, I I can remember uh, getting thirteen on Steam like way back in like this was like eight years ago, I think. Uh, Are they still cranking out Metal Slug? Uh, (laughs) I'm just thinking of their their franchises, Baseball Stars from back in the day. History. They had they did have great NES sports games. I'll say that. No, I have no idea. Um, I the only thing way I know of uh, Neo Geo. I don't know if you guys had uh, Funko Land out there, but um, we did. Funko Land. Did you? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. The, the the then you know the games the giant games lists that the, the stores had, and on the back page you always had Neo Geo and like the console and and the pr- the prices of the games and the console were just outrageously expensive like the mm-hmm. console itself was like 900 bucks each yep. each game cartridge was like 180 even and, and all you don't even recognize any of the names of the games it was like you know you i remember seeing them demo king of the monsters and those types of games and some of the fighting games at the store that was local to me when i was a kid but other than that i didn't know anything uh yeah yeah and i i remember uh we were near a uh, world heroes cabinet when i was a kid and i was like oh it's it's a street fighter ripoff so yeah it, but it's it got hulk hogan to... in it yeah oh yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's got the mustache guy it's got that uh gypsy guy whose hands get all huge Mm-hmm. Like squeeze it. Yeah, I thought that was cool. But yeah, Robot M. That, Bison. Yeah, quality. Yeah, Robot M. Bison. I was gonna say, they got him. <laughs> but you got the, the Ryu knockoff. You got the Ken knockoff. The two guys that are, well, this one's red and this one's blue. Like, yeah, nice going. But uh, yeah, it's that's that's all. That's really all my uh, impressions of SNK. Yeah, I guess well, I don't have to feel too bad about this because I'm not buying any <clears throat> SNK shit anyway. Not too many people are, except for these niche well, audiences. So that's what I was gonna say. And any any SNK you're gonna get, let's be honest, is gonna be secondhand, like after the fact, probably older games. It's like not like they're busting through it new. And it's interesting to buy ninety six percent of it. Uh, it looks like he bought it for four hundred and thirty million, which seems kind of low. Well, we're high, but too. I don't know. I I don't know if that's high or low. I mean. We've obviously covered the bigger buys like Activision for sixty-eight billion, and 
you know, but that makes sense because they're releasing games regularly and they're top charters. Whereas SNK, yeah, like Samurai Showdown was out in 2019 and then they're just releasing like, you know, recollections of old ones. So, I, okay, he, he bought it. Uh, just, I think as games get traded publicly, that's what could happen to any company that gets traded publicly in theory. So, it's a weird one. I don't know. What do you think, Trav? Any anything you have on that or broken heart on that? Uh, nope. Not feeling much about that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was looking through the list of SNK games. I was like, man, I've not bought one of these in a long time. So, yeah. I mean, what would suck though is if uh, you know this guy takes over. He's obviously a bad dude. I just read his Wikipedia. He's unsavory. Uh, but he just brings back. Yeah, I mean, he just you know brings back all the good SNK games or starts releasing good shit, and you're like, damn it. I don't want to buy him because he's a guy's a bad guy, and he's got good games now. He's got a, There's Akari Warriors 4. What? <laughs> like, that would that would be a bummer. You're it's like, like no, he's, doing, he's doing a genocide, but I really do like Metal Slug. Mm. Oh, man, Metal Slug XXXYX. I don't know what number they're on. But that would be, I mean, who's not going to... Who's not going to play a new metal metal slug? You'd have to just just steal everything though. That's what you. I was going to say you're just going to see a lot more calls for piracy. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Just pirate it if you don't like yeah. it. Pirate it. Yeah. Right? Do you think this will change the minds of people who constantly complained that we didn't put Baseball Stars as number one on our list from eight years ago when we spent an hour on these games tops? Oh God, yes. I. Uh, yeah. So we they, did we did a top ten NES baseball games. It's like one of our most popular videos, unfortunately, because it's old and not great, but. We uh we made the mistake of not putting baseball stars at number one, and it's just been at least once a week we get a comment of like, oh well, this list is invalidated. It's like, which yeah, I still right. hey, spent a half hour I, on these games. We've defended it. I will always defend it. Is the whole point of the list wasn't what's the best baseball simulator that you can go through the franchise. It was what's fun sitting down with a friend. And I will defend Baseball Simulator 1000 because you can knock them into the moon and hit them with like a tornado and. That one was just more fun. Oh, I still say number one's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the one where it's it's almost got like an NBA Jam style slant to it, where you've got like power ups and stuff like that. Yeah, yep. it's got yep. the futuristic yeah. kind of a deal. It's not a bad choice. Yeah, I mean, if it's for two guys, you're just gonna sit down, play real quick. Baseball Stars is not meant for that. That's meant for building. A, that's what me and Trav would get a wet dream over is because you can build a whole league and <laughs> oh yeah, trade. Pe- yeah, you get yeah. really deep into it. Yeah, people let us know they were mad. <laughs> yeah, format your sheet, make all the cells a different color and stuff. Oh, dude, that's right. Now you're talking. Prize <laughs> getting the vapors. Damn it. So yeah, you guys, let us know if you're listening. If you have any strong thoughts other than. Okay, it's SNK. Um, let us know in the comments below. I'm very curious. Yeah, all three SNK fans that are out there left. You let us know what you think about this. You and the tournament fighter guys. Get together. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of uh, interesting takes, and we've covered ah, this now. Speaking for... of things partially owned by Saudi Arabia, too. Aha. How's that for True. transition? <laughs> Uh, we, we've covered the situation with Amico now for a couple weeks, and obviously through Smash JT, we're, we're just seeing more and more info. And uh, yeah, Amico, <clears throat> we covered their unboxing, which we said was interesting, and now they've uh, revealed their pricing. So Jim, why, why don't you read us through that? 
Yeah, so this is actually for new orders and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So there's, there, I mean, this thing's whole been just a clusterfuck. Like, GameStop, like, didn't realize that they didn't have like, <coughs> consoles to actually order and the sale date went. So they, like, started cashing in pre orders and they're like, no, 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 no. We don't have anything to actually pre order. So that's the whole thing there. So they say they're going to uh, honor the $300 price point from the pre orders on GameStop. But if you want to buy a new one at this point, you can spend $290 for a console with one controller or $340 for a console with two controllers, either in Galaxy Purple or Vintage Woodgrain. Apparently, black and white's no longer an option. And they're once again saying that, you know, for existing orders, uh, your order will not be altered. Price remains the same. Uh, once again, blaming COVID for their five years of delays at this point. And also, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're basically charging more than a switch now for the Amico. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, what? What was the price? Two, so two, two ninety for one controller. Oh my god! And three forty if you want to get that beefy second controller that everyone's clamoring for. Because you got to play Moon Patrol with a friend. You can't do that yourself. <clears throat> And we covered how many games does that come with? What is it like ten? Right now, I think they have ten in ish development, ready to go. According to them, apparently oh, six are coming. Six are coming out with the console when you buy it. So okay, so six. Okay. Oh, that's a disaster. Fast forward to like ten years from now, and we've got like people on YouTube being like, "What was the Amico? What, yeah. what what was this thing? What what were the games on it? Nobody's gonna buy that thing." Yeah, could it have been a hidden gem? <laughs> a hidden gem. <laughs> they were gonna look back and be like, "Fuck, I should have bought one when I had the chance." Now yeah. it's a thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, as we've said all along, I I I still feel bad. The original backers. That's good news. They're not being charged more. I'm still like, are they ever gonna actually get their console? Because no, it's worrisome the shit we're seeing. And I said, we like Smash is a perfect example. We dropped 10K into this thing. And I don't want to see people out a crazy amount of money. So I, I just hope people can at least recoup. But as we've seen with these, like, you know, backed consoles and Kickstarters and all these, the success rate is very low. If I made a spreadsheet about it, it would not be good. Stats would be super low on this. <laughs> right. I think we should dump some Patreon funds, get the entire goddamn thing, become the Amigo drunks. Damn it. I think it's time for rebranding. <laughs> totally original idea. I mean, have you guys been following or, or care at all about this Amico thing? Like, have, has it interested you guys at all? Oh, uh, care so much. What, what games are on it again? <laughs> uh, Finnegan Fox and Moon Patrol. Oh, it says five of the six included games have been announced as... Oh, these are great, guys. Skiing? It's just called Skiing? Fuck yeah. That's pretty got, good. Astro got... Smash? Are you fucking kidding me? Astro Smash? Listen to this one, though. Shark Shark is a game. Huh? <laughs> ah, not ah. just Shark, but Shark Shark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, they could have just called it Shark, Save Some Ink, but they went yeah. Shark Shark. And then, listen to this one. They got Cornhole. Everybody loves Cornhole. You guys drink beer and play games. That's you like Cornhole, I bet. I don't know. What, what do they call it? They probably call it something weird in Philadelphia, knowing you guys probably call it, like, <laughs> like I don't know, like, like Shuck Monster do, or something. We call it Bago. Uh, it's called is, Balloon. It's just called Balloon Knot here. What are you talking about, Jim? Yeah. Wow. I thought Balloon Knots <laughs> was something else, Brian. <laughs> Those are Cornholes. You guys, yeah. 
You guys are confusing uh, buttholes with a friendly lawn game, but that's okay. And then the other one here, Farkle. If you thought, yeah, maybe that's what you guys call cornhole there in Philly, Farkle. So that's a, that's a real thing. I'm reading off Wikipedia, so you know it's real. So that, I don't know, man. I'd probably pay, what would you say, 150 bucks? That seems worth it. Yeah, you yeah, know, just, just, just double, double that. Oh, is it double that? Oh, I missed that part. <laughs> I, I can't. I, I just. Like, when are they going to call quits? That's my thing. It's like they keep trying to fight the fight. It's coming out. The unboxing was met with all types of criticism. This pricing criticism. They've turned off all comments on all their social media from people. When are they just going to say, guys, this probably isn't happening? I don't know. It just seems nuts to me. Got to ring it dry. Got to get every last penny that they can. Because God knows you're not going to get any more. Just ask that Saudi prince to buy this too, and then you can release it and pirate it. Well, I mean, they already have to give them 100 bucks for every console they sell just to pay back their loan. So, yeah, they're doing good. They're fine. <laughs> Jeez. That's the people you want to owe that much money to. So, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Just ask Phil Mickelson. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Actually, hold on. Who did Phil Mickelson owe money to? Oh, he owes money to probably everybody. The IRS, uh, gambling debts, uh, the Saudis for their failed uh, Saudi league that still hasn't launched yet. That's a whole other story. Oh, so he's the Ric Flair of the PGA. He's just, like, sticking around forever, like, well past his prime, trying to milk out all the money he can for, like, oodles and oodles of debt and taxes and all that shit. Yeah, he wanted to to start a league funded by Saudis to... uh, stick it to the pga and it blew up in his face in a spe- in spectacular fashion because he was he went on the record saying like yeah those guys are scary motherfuckers that's what he said <laughs> word for word and he he was like yeah of course i'm using them for leverage so we get better deals from the pga tour and yeah that all uh, blew up in spectacular fashion that's why he wasn't Jeez. at the masters this is a rowdy saudi episode isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah we're gonna get sergeant slaughter and general adnan on and uh colonel mustafa Oh man! All the, all the they're gonna get some early '90s, you know. I do love how he just repackaged the Iron Sheik, and they're like, "Oh no, it's Colonel Mustafa." <laughs> oh no, no, it's Colonel Mustafa. No, no. <laughs> just trust us. Hey, look, it's Tony Atlas. No, 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 it's Saba Simba. <laughs> it's Saba Simba. What a what a, what a glorious time! Ever. Completely different, Jim. Completely different. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're gonna keep following this train wreck that is the Amico until it's its end. So, yeah, if, if you guys, if you see anything online, make sure tag us because we, we're going to follow it. We'll see what happens in the end with it. But I have, uh, I have one final bit here, and I, I specifically put this for this group, knowing what type of gamers we got. So we usually do which is better, and I want to ask a really big hypothetical. Which would be worse for you all if in the future, from this point forward, Every single game you play, it could not have a soundtrack. So I'll allow you, you could still have like sound effects, but no soundtracks, or every game you play from now on had to be with a keyboard and mouse. So whoever's willing to go first, I'm curious. What would what be What was worse? that last part you cut out for a sec? That if every game you play from this point forward has to be with a keyboard and mouse. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, but and, and my trade-off is uh, I can either have that or yeah, that wouldn't be that bad. Uh, at least or there's no soundtrack in any game. 
That's a hard one. Um, yeah. I think I'd go with... I need music. I'd have to go with keyboard mouse. I, I Part can, of I can, why I... Yeah. I ask this because Jim and I... We've agreed in the past, and I want to see if you guys agree with this too. We've said, like, what was more important before, graphics or sound? And I said, what seems to keep a game always being legendary is a really kick-ass soundtrack. Like, graphics yeah. are, like, fine, but, like... At the end of the day, you know they're going to be surpassed, where the soundtrack can always be remembered for being perfect, to yep. agree. And yeah. then it got me thinking, like, what's more important to a game that you would consider amazing? A really amazing soundtrack or super great controls? And I've played some games where controls weren't that important, but it had a good soundtrack and some interesting gameplay elements, and I still probably thought it was okay. And so that's where I'm kind of like weighing these two against each other almost because I hate using keyboard and mouse. Well, we were just talking about uh, some SNK games like uh, King of Fighters and Metal Slug. I dare you to try and play those with keyboard and mouse. It's not going to go well. <laughs> like but, a racing game? But uh, yeah, yeah, a racing game. Or, you know, there is a, a Super Nintendo racing game that uses the mouse. Uh, Lamborghini American Challenge. It's, it's you it seriously really? like move the mouse from left to right to steer basically and it's uh yeah it's it's actually kind of you know it's like hey you actually use the mouse for something useful congratulations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Just uh not mario paint <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah keyboard mouse at least you can still do stuff like you know age of empires uh sim city doom quake all that good stuff um you could still conceivably do stuff like ghost of tushima <laughs> Um, it would be. It would really suck to do Dark Souls. Um, yeah, I, I I need music though. I, mm -hmm. I need music, especially for retro stuff. I yeah. uh, and especially for uh, turn-based RPGs like Chrono Trigger. You can play Chrono Trigger with keyboard and mouse easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I would not want to play Contra Three with a keyboard and mouse or something like that. But at the same time, Contra Three's oh, music is freaking. Like right when you start the game, it's da -da 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 -da. it's it hits you, it punches punches you in the face, and that's a, that's a great feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but that, <laughs> that should that should be uh yeah. That's you know, like Jim and I said, our favorite beat 'em up is Streets of Rage two. Yeah, yeah. If didn't have a soundtrack there. It, there's nothing that special about that game. Yeah, the yeah. It's it's uh, that's a hundred percent one of. If I had to pick like a a top five. Uh, Sega Genesis, maybe top five, you know, top ten games ever. It's it's Streets of Rage two is way up there. Yeah. The fact that they brought the same dude back for Streets of Rage four all these years later, that's that's mm -hmm. pretty telling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, think about Doom killing all those demons with no sound. Like it would just be so boring. Yeah, it's called Jaguar. Now I'm gonna have the Doom music in my head. What about you, Trav? Well, so, I'm going to have to part with you guys. I think ooh. I think I could go without the music. But I'm going to ask you this. Uh, do I get to like just listen to my own music in this hypothetical scenario? I mean, in theory, then you're just basically playing with a game on mute. Uh, yeah. You could, yeah. Because I do that a lot anyway. I'll just like listen to a book if it's a game that I'm not too yeah. you just, worried but about. But yeah, you sounds. can't like try to game the system and be like, I'll look up the soundtrack to the game right. and try to, yeah. Yeah, but if but I'm yeah. playing Doom, I'll listen to just like Cannibal Corpse and then we'll be like one for one. <laughs> It'd be pretty good. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, keyboard and mouse is it's just not going to work for my flavor of game. So I'm okay with, uh, 
just listening to sound effects and just humming some old Garth Brooks while I play and filling in the silence with my with my own mouth. Nice. You know how it is. Yeah. Friends in low thunder places. Eh? Friends in low places. <laughs> Those are the only two Garth Brooks songs that come to mind. But no, I think I could get by with um, without it because I mean now still you know sometimes I'll I'll play a game have the volume turned down low just to you know kind of hear the the sound effects and I like video game music. Don't get me wrong, but. A lot of times when I'm multitasking, it's the first thing that I turn down. Yeah, you're you're talking to the biggest 8-bit brigade fan on the planet, basically. <laughs> yeah. So to say he likes video game music a little bit is a bit of an understatement, I would say. But yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Well, that's yeah. what shocks me because I feel like the not saying modern games don't have great music too, but I feel like the really honestly stopping with the 16-bit like the soundtracks were such an integral part like oh, the game great yeah yeah like it, it, it's what defines everything for us i feel like in terms of like oh this game is amazing and usually the number one thing whether it be sonic street to rage super mario someone talks about the music right off the bat and yeah that'd be gone yeah so, i mean i guess if you got to listen to your own music you're just you just have a different pairing of yeah music i mean you could still listen to what you liked you just miss out on the orchestral specifically composed tracks for that game which would suck but it's not like you know you can't hear anything that would if it were like you can't hear shit while you play a game or you have to play with mouse and keyboard then i might go with mouse and keyboard at that point <laughs> i still have to have my ears stimulated somehow i got you what about you chambers i think trev might have converted me because when I saw this there, I was like, oh, music. I got to have fucking music. Like, I can, I can make whatever with a mouse and keyboard work. But I really don't like mouse and keyboard for the most part. Like, unless it's like an RTS. And, like, I, I, if you asked me before I got the Switch and I spent a lot of my gaming time just sitting on a couch with that while my wife watched whatever the fuck on TV and I just had to switch volume all the way low, it's like... I never really missed out that much on the music and the sound effects. Like, I make do. Or I just, you know, make my own noises in my head and shit like that. Where, like, if I didn't have a control that I just can't get behind, I don't know, it makes it even for a miserable time. Now, I do like my share of weird games with good soundtracks. So, you take that away, then you're left with nothing. But, I don't know, I think, I think he makes a good argument. Like, if I can still play the game and enjoy myself playing it, that's probably what's most important in the end. So, I, mean, I might have to go with... What do you call it? Wait, what? Hold on, I got myself lost now. Travis so, which is worse? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you 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 think it would be worse just to? It'll be it'll be worse go with keyboard to, and mouse. Yeah, it'll be worse yeah. to go with keyboard and mouse straight up. Yeah, and and another reason why I got this is because I actually just played a beat 'em up with keyboard and mouse recently, and it wasn't a fun experience. Like, I got through it once I figured out how to, like, remap the keys to where it didn't kill my hands to do it. I did not enjoy doing it, but it was like, okay, you can do that. Which it one? Is, uh, it's actually something that, it's called Open Boar, and they make games for the Dreamcast, but they make, like, Evil Dead, Resident Evil beat-em-ups. Huh. Um, but they use the hmm. Streets of Rage 2 engine. It's a really interesting system, and they have, like, any fan thought thing... But they use, like, unique sprites from every game and and sometimes, like, special ones. But it's like, like I said, it's like Streets of Rage 2 with Evil Dead. So it was an interesting game, but it was only on keyboard and mouse. I was like, this is going to be fucking terrible. And then once I, like, got used to it, I was like, I don't like it, but I can live with it. And it had some interesting music. So that also kind of was like, 
the music's kind of making it more interesting as I'm getting used to this. So, while certain games would be almost unplayable, yeah, like, I don't know, man. Part of the experience, you take the audio out of it. There's only so many times I can listen to my own playlist <laughs> playing a game. So, I want that unique part of the whole experience of a game. Like, imagine for the, like you said, going back to Street Streets of Rage 2. If you had started that game and never had heard that soundtrack and didn't know it exists, you'd be like, okay, it's a beat-em-up. It's nothing that special. So, yeah, I feel like for a full experience, it might not be fun with, with uh, control, but I don't know. I might have to stick with key- keyboard and mouse and keep that awesome music out there. And I mean, Guitar Hero would fucking suck, though. Man, woo! <laughs> what are we even doing? <laughs> I'm not saying I'd enjoy I wouldn't let's put it this way I wouldn't enjoy either one and I have this weird thing where uh I don't know if either of you guys ever went through this but like when you're first with your girlfriend or something and you're still on the call but you're trying to play games with your buddies I would literally have my phone <laughs> here have my game on mute and somehow I did better in games like Call of Duty Halo or whatever with no no sound no nothing because it was almost like I was focusing more on the screen and not the sounds coming in and I was able to actually do better without paying attention to the sound. Um, but I just wasn't enjoying as much. Then I was just like mindlessly doing something like I would on like my calculator in the old day using worm or whatever. On your calculator using the worm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like I said, I, I want to throw these hypothetical. Jim knows I'm, uh, I love throwing out hypotheticals. You got a spreadsheet for your hypotheticals? Uh, you know I do, Travis. Yeah, I, knew, I, knew. <laughs> I was going to say, he might like his hypotheticals more than his spreadsheets. <laughs> That's how much he loves these. <laughs> yeah, I got to go music. I, I, it, I, I'm going to punt Trav's uh, conversa- or his, uh, argument here. Not, I'm not having that. I need music. Uh, can you imagine listen playing? To music. No. I want yeah, to listen to some Yanni or something. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> really, your go-to, your your name drop there is Yanni. Yanni. Yeah, there's did, some RPG the way, music that sounds like Yanni did it. Did, um, did everybody's <laughs> mom every here have a have, have a Yanni phase? My mom had a Yanni phase that lasted like six months. I swear to God, like come up from the basement after playing whatever, and then come up and hear that like cheesy like you know Casio sound or whatever the hell he was doing and good times great memories we were I was gonna say say no yeah I was gonna say no Yanni but my mom had the Rod Stewart phase so I heard all of those goddamn things that might be worse yeah (laughs) my mom doesn't even like listen to music at all like she listened to the Beatles and then like when they stopped like she stopped and then since then, I think it's just been like AMC for the past like 50 years. So whatever comes on there, that's like the music in her background and her life. So she definitely Jim, chooses no music over mouse and yeah. keyboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jim, she's everything she's going mouse and keyboard sense. every time. You grew up in a household with no good music, so that's why you don't like good music. So yeah, it makes sense. It, this all tracks, Jim. <laughs> How dare you. Listen, I listened to a fuckload of Frankie Avalon as a kid, all right? God damn it. <laughs> I can croon like anyone else. <laughs> Ricky Nelson, like freaking Bing Crosby. Yes, all these were on repeat and just like straight up like big band music. My dad oh, had that yeah. playing for like hours on end. <laughs> was your dad like a 1920s moonshiner? Like what was going on with that? Was he in the Kinda, mafia? 
he wasn't he wasn't i mean he had me when he was like in his early 40s and like philly cop so he was very very old school and basically every single way you can imagine so yeah <laughs> he also cool. hit his musical peak in like 1954 and ever since then like <laughs> the first the first beach boys album that was like as hard as he ever got nice <laughs> yeah I like said it wasn't meant to be an easy one. Neither decision would be a good one. But I, Alex, I agree. It's interesting that Travis, you're you know you're going through these NES games, and I feel like the charm of so many of them is their soundtrack. And without them, they're probably going to be more subpar with without having those soundtracks. Well, mm-hmm. imagine playing like Silver Surfer without the soundtrack. That's like the only redeeming part of it. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, but you get to that scene in Chrono Trigger where freaking Frog slices the mountain in half, spoiler alert, to get to Magus's cave. Like, 80% of that is that theme that, like, comes up. And it's just, like, go- covered in, you know, just goosebumps. And it's just the best. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm picking music. Well, Trav, I mean, you're on Jim's side, which is never a good thing. So we got to settle yeah, this pay-per-view style. I don't want to say it. Tag team. <laughs> this Sunday. Sunday, you know Sunday, Sunday. You know what? Me and Alex will play a game with keyboard and mouse. You guys have to play through <laughs> some games with no music. <laughs> okay. I say it on my head. Let's do this. Fire we'll up some Opeth and uh, take my shirt off and go to town, man. You name the game. <laughs> I don't know why I threw the shirt off, but it just felt like it was right. It felt right. All right, Jim. Yeah, yeah, you had to give the let's fucking go. That's what that was. You know what, Jim? I know what game I'm picking for you. Motherfucking Parappa the Rapper. Enjoy that with no soundtrack. Oh, God. I can have the rhythmic (laughs) tapping of keys on my controller for that one. It'll just be so. (laughs) Everyone listening, I want you guys to weigh into which would be worse no soundtracks or only using keyboard and mouse? Um, And with that, First of all, let me say thank you so much to Alex and Trav. Thank you guys for coming on. Once again, click the links below for where you can find them, where you can subscribe, check out their podcast, check out their Discord. It's all going to be below. And, guys, we truly appreciate you coming on. Alex, how how'd that gin and tonic treat you throughout the episode? Uh, pretty damn good. I've got my dog right next to me uh, wondering why I'm, I'm still sitting here. But uh, he, he's in a bad mood because I won't go outside and play with him. And now it's dark outside. But uh, <laughs> I hope to catch up with him. And, uh, yeah, thanks for having us on. It's always fun talking to you guys. And uh, I, I got to make fun of Jim real quick because apparently he had no idea that uh, the, the, the Philadelphia Flyers, their, their GM is, uh, is Chuck Fletcher, who was the GM for the Wild throughout the 2000s during the Zach Parise, uh, Ryan Suter days when they were one and done every single year throughout mm-hmm. an entire decade. And they basically <laughs> just wasted Miku Koivu's prime, uh, b- protected these like terrible draft picks like they were like these ice cold, like lock solid assets. <laughs> like, yeah, we can't accept a first round pick for freaking uh, Nino Niederreiter. Like, why not? Like freaking trade the guy. But and plus your 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 head coach is Mike Yo, who was the head coach uh at for the Wild for a bit. And uh the running gag with him is that he looks like the third guy you talk to at Home Depot when you ask for a manager. Because <laughs> nah. the, well, the first the first guy 
the first guy you talk to is like the teenager that's kind of cool. He talks like this and he's not sure what to get and to how to help you. And then you get the second guy who's just like got like a polo shirt. And he's just like, okay, I'll get, I'll get the store manager. And the store manager is Mike Yo. He's, he's a yeah, guy he, with the shaved head and the glasses and like the, the, th- the thin goatee. It's, it's sort of blondish. Yeah. He's that guy. Yeah. He's been working in the store for 13 years, but he still doesn't <laughs> really know where like everything is and like exactly what it is. Like he'll, he'll take it down an aisle and be like, Oh, that's not here anymore. He's like that kind of coach. <laughs> yeah, Dave, you know where that is, right? Uh, Dave, uh, bail me out here, Dave. <laughs> yeah so fuck man like at least you had the one and you had so much talent imagine imagine that combo with no talent oh imagine imagine trading your combo you're like you know your only star you had left on your team your captain for basically like a dishwasher and a can of tuna that you got back so oh. but no it's fine we give you know kevin hayes a 50 million dollar contract oh, so, that's, I mean, that's fine that's... we're still paying off brisgolov's contract 10 years later great organization holy shit that's an old name Dude, we're still <laughs> paying that contract. That's unbelievable. But yeah, I, I feel your pain. We're going to be paying for Parise and Zuder for another four years, including this year. So it's, I think it's through 2026. Oh, God. Which is, and that's 14 million of cap space every year for the next three years. It's freaking terrible. So I'm glad we got our guys, most of our guys, uh, under contract because we're not getting any free agents ever. Yeah. Oh no, you can do what we do. You can just get all the free agents in the world one year, but they have to all be past their prime and broken down. Oh yeah, so yeah. That's when it's perfect. That's yeah. when you strike. That's the fill. That's that's Flyers <laughs> hockey right there. That's the Flyers way right there. I mean, we did we did it right once with Chris Pronger, and then he got decapitated a year later, and then ever since then it's been all downhill. I was like, whoa, Pronger played for the Flyers? What? And, oh, okay. That's that. That's how that ended. Okay, never yeah. mind. I mean, he, hey, we, that's the year we went to the Cup and when we uh, lost in the battle of the two worst goalies of all time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, between uh, Scott Layton versus Antti Niemi. Fucking battle for the ages with the goalies there. So. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, best he- of luck to you with that, with uh, with <laughs> Chuck Fletcher out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna need it. So, <laughs> why would he keep Peter alive? Like that? <laughs> Are you guys fucking done talking about your paninis and your zooters or whatever? So I can sign <laughs> off this podcast. God, he's got some he's got some NCAA two K fourteen to go back to. Shit, guys, I got a game calls at halftime on a console I haven't middle, booted yeah. up in two years, dudes. I got I got to get back to that championship. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been great. Thanks for having me. You've pissed off Alex's dog, so I hope you feel good about yourself. Um, and uh, you can, again, go to polymedianetwork.com, find all the stuff. Nest friends every now and then, drunk friends every now and then. So be on the lookout for those. Thanks, thanks, dudes. It's fun. Now, awesome. Thank you guys again. And to everyone watching, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, hit subscribe. If you give us a five star, whatever you write, even if you want to bash us, we're going to review, talk about and respond on the podcast. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers. Cheers.